This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We'd like to wish a mazdov to Rabbi and Mrs. Yisrael Blumenfracht on the birth of a grandson born to the children, Rabbi and Mrs. Yoni Leshkowitz. If uh, Yoni has become not only a Sora Batfila in our Shuba Barkashem, we have the privilege of hearing from him on over Yamtiv to share Divrei Torah and give over his Shurim to us in the Shul. And the Shul has gained immensely from his Shurim. They're so organized and, and, and clear. It's really a real Simchas Yamtiv to have him come every Yamtiv and uh, deliver Shurim. So a special Mazatav to him and his wife. And may they be to see much Nachas from this new child and new grandchild and see Nachas from all of their children and all of their grandchildren. This week's parasha, parasha's Pinchas, is a, to me an underlining theme that runs through the parasha. The beginning of the parasha, we're told of Pinchas, perhaps the hero of the parasha, the one who was able to calm, one who was able to end the plague, the terrible deaths of 24,000 Jews that died during the horrific plague. And Pinchas was the one who figured out the recipe, figured out the way to end the plague. And he did a very, very violent act by killing two people and calming the wrath of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And for that, Pinchas is rewarded in the beginning of this week's parasha. He's given the brisi shalim, but more than anything, he's given the bris kuhuna, but not just him. Hashem didn't just give him a prize or him a gift. It says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him the, the, the gift of kuhuna for subsequent generations. And the question is, why was this gift passed down by Yerusha. Why was this a gift that went beyond Pinchas? Very often you find great people who do great things and it stops there. It doesn't always go to the future generations. Why was this gift in this situation perhaps passed down? We also find that when the Torah describes who Pinchas is, it doesn't just tell us who Pinchas was, but it tells us who his father was, who his grandfather was. It gives us a little bit of a history lesson, a background to who Pinchas was. Why is that relevant? So I believe the answer is because the Torah has explained to us an essential rule, a really a key for success, is when a person understands what he's doing, and when a person acts the way Pinchas did. What Pinchas did was very difficult, because no one else was doing it. No one else did what he did. Everyone was there, everyone saw the act, but only Pinchas stepped up to the plate, and was willing to do what no one else wanted to do. He was willing to go beyond what everyone else was doing. He knew it was right. He felt it was right. But no one else was doing it. It didn't bother him. It didn't matter to him. Pinchas still did it because he did what was right. And that was the highest level of lishma. That's the, to me, the greatest type of lishma is to do a mitzvah when you know that it's not socially acceptable or accepted. But you know it's right. You know it's the proper thing to do. And therefore Pinchas got up and Pinchas did what he did. And when a person does mitzvahs like that, when a person does, a person lives his life by what is right at the time, what Hashem demands of him, that is something that gets passed on to subsequent generations. That is something that can become part of a family. That can be passed down for doire doiris. And that's why the Torah reminds us of who Aaron was, who, who Pinchas came from. He came from Aaron. Aaron was a person who lived like that also. Aaron did what was right Aaron did what was called for. That's the way he lived his entire life. And when you, when you live like that, it, it, generations connect. 
Pinchas got it from his grandfather and he passed it on to the future generations. I think it's such an important lesson when we're always trying to infuse future generations with good values and good ways of doing mitzvahs. We have to remind ourselves when we do things lishma for the right reasons. When we do what's right, not necessarily what's socially popular or what everyone else is going to like, but what is right, what Hashem wants of me. Then a person, that trait, that mitzvah that he does, where it's coming from the right place, maybe it's not popular, but it's going to produce future generations. It's going to produce B'nai Torah of later wonderful children following the Torah mitzvahs in subsequent generations. And we find a similar idea by the B'nai Slavchat. These five girls came with a claim to Moshe Rabbeinu. I can imagine it must have not been easy for these five girls to march in to the base of Medrash where Moshe was, where the Zikainim were, where Elazar was. It must have been a little uncomfortable. It's always intimidating to speak to a great God. I can imagine going to speak to Moshe Rabbeinu was nothing shy of that. And they came in with a claim and they had a legitimate claim and a clear cut came. They said, listen, we want to have a Chedek in Israel. We feel that we have a legitimate claim to Eretz Israel. But they said something very interesting to Moshe Rabbeinu. They told Moshe Rabbeinu, but our father was not part of Kairach, but he died because of a sin. So the obvious question is, why do you have to bring that up? Why would you tell Moshe Rabbeinu, oh, by the way, our father wasn't as bad as Kairach, he did other sins. Why bring it up? Why mention it? It doesn't seem to be a complimentary. So I believe the answer is, it was extremely complimentary. What they were saying to Moshe Rabbeinu was, our father was the Mikoshesh. Our father was that Jew who years ago, who before when they found out that the Jewish people are not going to go into Eretz Yisrael, there was a depression sitting in. People felt and thought to themselves, I'll forget it, we're not going to Eretz Yisrael. The Torah doesn't count, the mitzvahs don't count, we don't have to keep Shabbos. And our father took one for the team. Our father got up and our father said, I'm going to show the world, I'm going to bring Yiddishkeit back to, back to the Jewish people. I'm going to infuse Emunah Hashem. And it cost him his life. But I believe that the girls knew that that's what their father did. They realized Bechet Mace was not my father, he's a sinner. My father sinned because he wanted to bring the Jewish people back. And he told his daughters, he told his family. I don't think this was just a, a crazy thing that he did. I think he, he planned it and he told his family, listen to me children, I want you to know. I'm going to do something which looks like an error, but please know, I'm doing it because I love Klai Yisrael. I'm doing it. Because I want the Jewish people to realize they still have to keep Torah and mitzvahs. That love for Klai Yisrael, that love for the continu- continuation of Klai Yisrael was passed down to their daughters. And it gave these girls the power to walk into Moshe Rabbeinu and say, Moshe Rabbeinu, we were infused from our father. We grew up le- learning and feeling the value of mitzvahs. And we too want to have a chilek in Eretz Yisrael. I think both of these stories go together where children are learning from their home true Torah values, and that's what we have to make sure that we're giving over to the next generation. We received it from our parents and grandparents, and we have to give that over, that sense of doing what's right, the sense of valuing mitzvahs, that sense of being proud, and the pride of being Jewish. Giving it over, Ramay Shafansi famously used to say, how many people came to this country and were Mitzvah or Judaism, but their children didn't pick it up, and did not continue it, because the attitude was always a shver to Zayin so the attitude from the children was, if it's schwer, I don't want it. It's such a responsibility that we're giving over to children and grandchildren, halavai, the next generation. The sense of doing mitzvahs for the right reason. Loving it, feeling it, making it part of who we are, and then it goes forever. When Pinchas got up and did what he did, Hashem said, that's, a, that's the way a person does a mitzvah, I'm going to give it to you forever. All your generations will be like that. 
every time we do a mitzvah, and we show our family how to do a mitzvah, we're giving them the chance and the ability to make it go forever. Mr. Hashem, we should learn from this week's parsha how to give over and how to receive the values of mitzvahs, how to do a mitzvah, how to live a life, and Mr. Hashem, we should be zaycha, that every mitzvah that we do should be given over to future generations and to future generations. And the shalshalah should only continue. We should be zaycha to see much, much Yiddish and achas from all our families and extended families. And together we should all build homes that are make HaKadosh Baruch Hu proud. Homes where HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to be part of. Families that extend that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to be part of. Hashem wants to put a shechina in. And ultimately we should all be zaycha together as one big family to greet the arrival of Mashiach. Have a wonderful Shabbos.